Hello, everyone, and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about season five, episode three of BoJack Horseman, planned obsolescence. My name is Kirsten McKinnis, and honestly, I might just do the whole thing alone because <laughs> my co-host just said something really mean to me. <laughs> but she is here, Lindsay. Lindsay Wilson, how are you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> On this day, too, when you were dying at your desk. (laughs) Like, I have, this is the longest I've been sitting up, the most I've talked to anyone in days, and you just, just, I don't, your foot's on my neck, I don't know. (laughs) What's on your sore throat? I'm a a sickly Victorian child, and I, I looked up at my mama, and I said, please, can you bring me to the garden so I can breathe fresh air before the consumption takes hold? And I got to the garden, and you said, oh, you're in the, this dumb place? It's you. <laughs> you're still here. Oh, it's you. Oh, you're still alive. <laughs> uh, all right, tell everyone what I said. <laughs> So Lindsay and I were having a nice gab pre-recording as we normally do. And normally we go, okay, should we talk about BoJack now? That's <laughs> that's the routine. But today Lindsay decided to say, well, should we do this dumb thing? <laughs> <sighs> I did. I did. And I'm sorry. And I take it back. And uh, to all the horse girls out there, I apologize for my actions. <laughs> On this, our one-year anniversary. <laughs> True. Happy anniversary to one and all, but especially you, Kirsten. <laughs> I feel like L- Lindsay's gift for me on our paper anniversary was like a note that was like, I hate you. <laughs> my, my gift to you is a hilarious tweet fodder. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yes. Just to say up front, I'd like to apologize to anyone listening for the the quality of my voice. <laughs> I can already feel that it's taken a sharp decline since Lindsay and I got on the line. I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I have not tested positive for COVID, though I have taken the two rapid tests allocated to me by the the BC government. <laughs> and I took them f- the, the first I was able to get tests. About five days into having symptoms, and so I took a test, and it was negative. And then I was getting better. So that was this was Wednesday, and so I'm getting better Thursday. I already almost felt 100. percent And then Friday night, I was like, mm, I have a little bit of a sore throat. And then Saturday was the worst day of my entire life. So I took my other COVID test. It was also negative. Yeah, uh... I think I have the <laughs> flu. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. You sound. Better than you did when you sent me a voice message on Monday or whenever that was. But you still don't sound great. I did say up front that I was prepared to take over and drive if necessary in honor of this episode of a planned obsolescence and make some sort of joke to that effect. But now it feels too mean. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. I also would like the horse girls to know if Lindsay chooses not to edit this out, because I don't know, maybe she's going to edit this to make herself sound nice and me sound like a loser or something. But Lindsay has always been welcomed to drive this podcast if she (laughs) should so choose. She's welcome to it. I would not, I I do not feel a sense of ownership over driving (laughs) 
as long as we're together. That's what matters to me. That's right. But Lindsay has always said, no, I don't want that. Yes, absolutely. Maybe because I do not. she thinks it's just a dumb thing. Um, <laughs> but sorry, damn it. <laughs> oh God, no! I said that I said ahead of time. I was like, I was frantically trying to think of like, oh God, what are adjectives that begin with K so that I can nail this alliteration and I could come up with nothing. So <laughs> this, this tells you well, how. What about it kind, gone. Lindsay? Oh, what about kind? kind. <laughs> I'm not really kind, but it's an adjective that starts with K. It's true. That's a good one. See, this is why you're paid the big bucks to drive the bus. Neither of us get paid. (laughs) In fact, we pay money. You could call me knowledgeable. You could call me kingly. You could call me keyless. (laughs) Keyless. And I absolutely would be keyless if you were driving. <laughs> True. Oh, man. You could call me a knockout. Mm, I feel like it has to have the K sound or it's not as satisfying. You could call me keen. Keen. <laughs> My best girl, Kirsten. <laughs> uh, you could call me kissable. <laughs> <sighs> All of these things and more. <laughs> Oh, oh man we are off to the races tonight eh <laughs> <laughs> anyway so bojack season five episode three Prisha, you said you it's weird because on sunday night you texted me that it was a fun episode and then no. <laughs> today you said you didn't really like the episode so i just want to know Lindsay, what's the truth <laughs> I meant our episode of Bojack Horsepod was very good. This episode of Bojack Horsemen, less good. No, you s- literally said on Sunday that it's a fu- we would be talking about a fun episode. I don't think I did. Maybe I, it was the I consumption. I will find the receipts. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Just for the record, I don't have tuberculosis. <laughs> You never can tell. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, that's what consumption means. The oh way God. I send you blocks of text and you're just like, of course. God, we've sent so many messages since Sunday. <sighs> yeah. Okay, wait. I, can we push Bojack? I am very sick. I am dying. I didn't say I was dying. No, you didn't, but I, I res- it took you like an hour to respond to me, so I thought you might be dead. It's what I would have normally said, <laughs> to be honest. Like, my natural inclination is to be like, I'm dying. But I figured since we're in a actual pandemic, it's probably not cool to be dramatic about that. It's fair. It's fair. I don't, I don't know where this is. <laughs> I think it might have been the consumption talking to you. No. Did you unsend a message? I didn't. You can see it on here if you did. (laughs) I think today's episode was really good, I said, this morning. Oh, yeah, you were (laughs) talking about the one we dropped today. Okay, well, yeah, I agree. I also thought that the podcast that dropped today about season five, episode two, The Dog Days Are Over, was good. Mm -hmm. Importantly, Chappelle thought so, too. Oh, but he didn't text me about it. Don't get the- <laughs> It's too bad the Renap Grievances episode has already dropped because I've got a True. few to add to the play. Yeah. Thank you. I have several to add. This has been a very fruitful pre-show. <laughs> I mean, listen, I also have grievances to add about Renap, so. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's fair fine. enough. <laughs> Anyways, okay, we've strayed far too far off of God's path here. <laughs> we often do. So wait, what don't you like about this episode of Bojack Horseman? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> the lies. Yes. So I don't know. I was thinking back and I was like, okay, what are the three storylines here? And I was like trying to prepare for this. And I was like, all right. So we got like Todd and the you know farcical nonsense with the lube and then we've got the pickles mr peanut butter sitting in the desert storyline and then what's the other one see that's the thing i don't even remember what the third one is bojack trying to get gina success as a musical right the singing yes that's right yes and so yeah so i feel like none of those like are that good this episode didn't make me laugh that many times wasn't particularly memorable i feel like this is probably the least memorable of all the ones we've talked about up to this point where i was just like i don't remember any of this including the absurd all of the episodes of of bojack from the past (laughs) five seasons this is the least memorable i mean it's up there yeah i think maybe i think i might uh, i may die on this hill Okay, well, put that in the hot takeoff. Oh, my God. I like this episode of BoJack Horseman. They give us three distinct plot lines, easy to cover on the podcast. There's physical comedy. There is a lot of humor. There is some weird stuff vis-a-vis asexuality, but it gets cleared up after one thorough and respectful dialogue that we yes, don't I, see I like that a lot <laughs> so i like it yeah it was fine just not memorable and didn't make me laugh that much okay well let's let's talk about things that maybe will make you laugh then <laughs> this podcast is coming out on january 18th which is many things the first of all is of course the one-year anniversary of bojack horse pod being released on this internet yeah so thank you horse girls those who've been with us from day one and those who've joined along the way, we appreciate you. <laughs> so much. Each and every one of you. <laughs> Why do you make it sound corny? <laughs> but there's also some other holidays, like maintenance day. Oh. So I guess if you have any home maintenance to do, <laughs> today's the day. It's also rid of the world of fad diet and gimmicks day. Oh, I think I can get on board can, with that. I can support. Hell yeah. And if yeah. you sit here and you're like, oh, I'm not on a diet. I use Noom. Well, I'm going to tell you you're being <laughs> gaslighted by an app every day. So every day. Sit with that. <laughs> sit with that. It's oh. also National Gourmet Coffee Day. <laughs> you drink coffee? Mm, I, sometimes. But I'm, I'm more of a caffeine pill girl. Right, right. <laughs> Call me Jesse Spano. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you get that reference at all? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> You've never watched Saved by the Bell? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Remember, in... she's so excited. She's so excited. She's so scared. Yeah. it's Yeah. I was never a big Saved by the Bell guy. I'm going to send you a GIF on Facebook Messenger right now okay, that is right. about ca- caffeine pills. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Because <laughs> she's been taking caffeine pills. She's not okay. Hmm. How about but you? But don't worry. I don't take caffeine pills how she does. I just, and I actually haven't taken, I think I've only taken one caffeine pill a year. I'm, I'm pretty much off the caffeine. But when I am on it, I just take one in the morning. Did I say it's the sorest day? Yeah, I did. I probably talked it's over you though. also <laughs> classic Lindsay. <laughs> 
You just had to drive. (laughs) (laughs) It's also National Peking Duck Day. Oh. And National Winnie the Pooh Day. Oh, I thought we already had a Winnie the Pooh related holiday, but I like this one. There should be more. It was probably like Tigger Day or something. Mm, Probably. I really love Winnie the Pooh. Childhood favorite. Honestly, me too. And on it, and there is a little bit of a parallel between Bojack and Winnie the Pooh. Why are all the horse-like characters so depressed? Like <laughs> yours, basically just Bojack of our youth. True. Oh my god, you're really onto something here. Tigger as Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> yeah, we're really putting the pieces together. I think Rabbit is definitely Princess <laughs> Carolyn. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Could Diane be the owl? This is tough. <laughs> No, the owl's way too wise. The owl is Judah. <laughs> the owl is Judah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Diane's none of them. Yeah. I think Stuart is Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Stuart. <laughs> A bad assistant. What about Todd? Oh, yeah. I know Todd's Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Todd's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I'm stupid. It's also Printing Ink Day. Oh. What and you know that's celebrate? important to think about because, like, the print printers aren't so ex- expensive these days, but the ink cartridges is where they mm-hmm. get you. Totally, the yeah. loss leader. <laughs> I remember being like fairly young. Well, not very young, I guess, but as like a teenager, my mom would be like, "I'm just gonna buy a new printer. It's cheaper than buying the ink." And it shouldn't be. Planned obsolescence. I just got a notification that today is our one year Twitter anniversary. Oh, I'm gonna tweet it out. Do it. The Bojack account is firing on all cylinders today. Yeah, we've got a lot of tweets happening today. (laughs) Three people already liked my tweet about you hurting my feelings. (laughs) Shout out Morgan, Elliot, and Mr. Blobby. (laughs) Mr. Blobby. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare speak ill of Mr. Blobby. (laughs) Okay, do you know what time it is right now? Did I have you an idea. <laughs> forget that your computer has a clock. <laughs> it's currently 5:29 p.m. on Tuesday, January 11th in the Pacific time zone. It's 1:29 a.m. on January 12th in London. It's 8:29 p.m. on January 11th in the the Eastern time zone where you are. Mm-hmm. It is 9:29 a.m. in Hong Kong on Wednesday, January 12th. And wow. Philbert's coming soon. Yeah, so not a Sunday, first time in a while. Well, because I was dying on Sunday. Yes, importantly. <laughs> I really thought about being like, send healing vibes to our horse queen, and then I didn't know if you would be like, stop telling everyone horse that I'm dying. <laughs> I mean, I've been tweeting pretty chaotically over on my main account, at Kirsten <laughs> said what? Started mm-hmm. watching Pretty Little Liars yesterday. Uh-huh. That's that show so you I was love. texting... <laughs> I don't love it. It's inst- it's the most insane show. In the first episode, a mom sleeps with a police officer to get her daughter out of shoplifting charges. Oh, my. A girl steals an essay from her older sister and kisses that same sister's fiance. A girl sleeps with her teacher. 
And hmm. another girl realizes she might be a lesbian. But also, they find their the fifth girl's dead body, have her funeral, and after the funeral, all of the girls get a text that implies that the friend is still alive, even though they were just at her funeral. It's a solid and one. And now episode. they're being terrorized via text message. That was one. That was one episode <laughs> of Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> Shows out of control. <laughs> that was the pilot of Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow, what a rich world. (laughs) (laughs) That is one episode. And then I watched like, I chose not to watch the pilot for my own sanity. Mm -hmm. It didn't help. But then I watched like four more episodes. And then so much has happened that I'm like, well, that's a season of television. And it's like, no, you're not even to the mid-season break. (laughs) Oh my god, that's too much, man. It is the very definition of too much man (laughs) but anyways this episode of bojark (laughs) starts with a scene at elefante which as the stupid idiots that we are we have never googled (laughs) before and Uh it turns out it is a real restaurant in la yeah (laughs) we missed that one there's also one in montreal oh it's called elefante beach house It doesn't look the same as the, like, bad place (laughs) that Bojack owns. I can't believe Bojack hasn't sold this restaurant. It's a good point. Why is he bothering to keep it? Like, it's not passing inspections. (laughs) But anyways, if you want your Elefante experience, just head to 1332 Second Street, the rooftop in Santa Monica, California. Perfect. Yeah, you can call them at 424-320-2384. Not a paid advertisement, but uh, we are open to sponsorships. Should we send them a press inquiry? (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. But yeah, so it starts at Elefante. Yolanda is there working for, of course, the Better Business Bureau, talking to the head chef, who I think is the same waiter. (laughs) That Bojack promoted all those episodes ago? Yeah. <laughs> like, how are you still in business? Like, I want to say Moxie? They failed the last five inspections. Mm-hmm. Yolanda's very concerned about this. This is not better business. This is worse business, for sure. Much worse business. Uh, she just wants to stamp it better, but she can't. Bojack <laughs> and Gina are there at dinner. She's apologizing for falling asleep at his house, mm-hmm. but then also shows him a bunch of pictures she took of him while he was asleep to be like if you tell anyone i'll blackmail you yeah like look at your stupid face while you're asleep i mean he does have a pretty stupid face while he's asleep <laughs> he does seem like he's like kind of into turning this into some sort of relationship and she just like shuts it down i mean bojack is trying to be a different person when he's not on set yeah true but and he tries to order his regular the bojack from pickles because you know he's a celebrity so it's named after him and she's like are all sandwiches named after celebrities <laughs> and they're not are pugs like stupid dogs i mean i get the like, sense that yes probably <laughs> they have a lot of problems health problems well yeah because we've bred them into not having any room to breathe yeah exactly i feel like it can't be good for them <laughs> Pugs have an average intelligence holding position 108 out of 136 in the dog intelligence list. That's pretty low. How is that average? 
<laughs> seems well below average. It seems well below average. <laughs> okay, now I have to find the dog intelligence ranking. Because where do golden retrievers fall? True. You know? Because <laughs> I think they're Probably smart. average. <laughs> well, it seems like anything can be average. Oh, golden retrievers are, like, in the, like, top ten. Wow. Golden retriever intelligence ranking. Yeah, they're the fourth smartest dog breed. Oh, wow. You got the list in front of you? Border Collie, number one? Or a poodle, maybe? Number one is Border Collie. Nice. I don't have the list in front of me because it is a whole book. But <laughs> if you Google enough, you can find like some answers. So the top 10 are Border Collie, then Poodle. Then it says Golden Retriever third? Hmm. Golden Retriever is either third or fourth. Then German Shepherd, Labrador Retriever, Doberman Pinscher, Shetland Sheepdog, Papillon? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. I think it's like one of those um, A Rottweiler dogs. and then an Australian cattle dog. Well, I refuse to believe a little fluffy dog would be in the top 10 for intelligence. <laughs> yeah, fair. But if anyone wants to buy a um, copy of that oh, book it, for her paper anniversary. <laughs> listen, it's it's a little dog. Yeah. It doesn't look particularly intelligent. I'll tell you that <laughs> for free. No offense to anyone who has a papillon, but this dog looks dumb as hell. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, listen, not to yuck anyone else's yum. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but I, don't, I don't care for these dogs. Wait, here, Lindsay, I've sent you a picture of a papillon. We are famously pro-corgi on this podcast. <laughs> Hey, we are horse girls, not dog girls, okay? Yeah, this thing does not look like a smart dog. Got a real goofy look on its face. It looks like a gremlin. Like, don't. Don't get it wet. Don't feed it after midnight. Like, it literally looks like a gremlin. It does. It looks a lot like a gremlin. Like, I'm not even. Point. I'm not even joking. Like, name that dog Gizmo. It fits. <laughs> it's perfection. Ugh. I like sorry everybody else. But okay, so yeah, Pickles being dumb makes sense then. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pickles then interacts with Gina in the bathroom, who mm-hmm. gives Pickles some very bad advice about well not bad advice, unsolicited advice. <laughs> yeah. To maybe not get her hopes up. Yeah, she's like the key to dating a celebrity is having no expectations and then Pickles is like, Oh my god, does this mean like we're moving too fast? Well, and yes, Pickles, you are. Yes, you definitely but also, are. Like, but, but also, it's like, when you really like someone, if both of you feel the same way, then that's like not too fast? Mm-hmm. Question mark? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, what people do whatever they want. But like, she's like, Mr. Peanut Butter doesn't have a problem committing. He just got out of his third marriage. And Gina's like, oh, yeah, no way. He's going to break your heart. <laughs> Listen, Gina's giving the hard truths. Mm-hmm. But... Poor Pickles. <laughs> we also get Yolanda and Todd talking about how Todd's going to meet her parents. Yeah, that's right. And it's basically like, Todd, I did kind of forget that Todd is like a fancy executive now. 
It's very impressive to introduce your parents to a fancy executive that you're dating. <laughs> yeah. She's like, don't change out of your suit. Like, I want everyone to be impressed with you. Yeah. It's a little bit of a weird vibe. Mm-hmm. And then she drops the bomb that she is not out to her parents as asexual. Can they just pretend that they are sexual? And Todd, of course, is like, well, yeah, but like, how much could that possibly come up? Like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah, well. <laughs> it might come up. It could, it could come up. <laughs> So weird. And this is where also we then, this is like the setup for all, all of the plot lines. Mr. Peanut Butter comes to get pickles. He found out that they're going to blow up the International Space Station. He got them a limo so that they could go out to the desert to watch it explode. Pickles kind of freaks out a little bit. Yeah, she's like, I got some advice from a person in the bathroom. I'm pretty sure her name was Hamburger, which really made me laugh. I will well, give the episode that joke. But she's like, yeah, I was worried that maybe we're moving too fast. So maybe we shouldn't consider this a date and we should just go watch the space station get blown up separately. And then it's like, well, if you're driving, we might as well carpool. So like, let's just go together. But it's not a date. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What order do you want to go through these these plot lines? Maybe we can do this Pickles one first, since we're there. Sounds good to me. So Pickles and Mr. Peanut Butter are sitting in the limo, like, 10 feet apart from each other, just with their seatbelts on, which I thought was very funny, because I don't think anyone has ever sat like that in a limo, (laughs) ever. Never been in a limo. And I famously am a limo person. We've (laughs) talked about this. We have? I'm pretty sure, because I have been in a limo a few times. Oh, a few times. So. So fancy. Yeah, I'm like kind of a big deal. No. (laughs) They're like bars will like just send limos to groups of girls if it means girls are going to come to their bar. Well, I guess not (laughs) anymore, but like in the before times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could be like, hey, me and four other girls want to come to the bar. And they'll be like, for ladies night, yeah, here's a limo. And we'll also give you a free round of drinks and a cake when you get here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> just yeah, definitely have not experienced that. And we had one for my sister's bachelorette party and then one for, like, a different, like, birthday party for someone once. I don't know. <laughs> I've never been like, let's get a limo, but sometimes I end up on a limo. <laughs> just happens. I don't know. But so they don't want to listen to romantic music because it's not a date. So the driver who's one of the <laughs> camera cadaver driver, <laughs> sexy yes. killer whale, says, mm-hmm. oh, I have a podcast about the space station explosion we could listen to. And it's, of course, Diane Nguyen has a podcast for Girl Crush now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and she's like very much talking about mr peanut butter and it's being like oh my god like i feel bad for her because mr peanut butter is now dating someone who's half his age and it's like it's very uncomfortable listen diane went to the same school of podcasting we did because it is tangent <laughs> central <laughs> true because they're like oh yeah the space station was always designed to blow up and she's like yeah sounds like my previous marriage am i right <laughs> Which could easily be either of us at any time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could see either of us making that tangent. 100%. I also, okay, I, sc- I screenshotted an Instagram story someone posted about, like, age dynamics and relationships because I thought it was really good. So I followed this influencer. She's not really an influencer. She's an artist. What's her name? I want to credit her properly. 
She's at Violet Claire on Instagram. She's an amazing artist. She has endometriosis and she's super open about that, which is really cool. And just like she's working on like healing her inner child and like dealing with her trauma. And so she's really interesting and she has a lot of good things to say. But she did like an ask me anything thing on her Instagram. And she said, do you, and someone asked her, do you ever get self-conscious of your age? And I think she's like maybe 35. Like she is oh not God. an old lady. I just, so I don't really know why. Like that question was kind of offside. But she said, I hear so many people say things like, when you're a woman in your 30s, men your age don't want to date you. And here's my response. That's perfect because I would never want to date someone my age who will only date younger. I don't believe people like that are looking for an equal partnership, which is what I want. I believe they are looking for something else, power, control, or an ego rub. And that's fine, but let's call it what it is. And I just thought that was like very succinct and smart and Mm -hmm. covered everything I've wanted to say about these types of relationships but haven't said properly so look at you doing extracurricular research for the pod I was just simply scrolling through Instagram (laughs) stories and it came up I do think it's well said especially where it's like these people who are making a conscious like I refuse to date someone my age I will only date younger it's like yeah you definitely need to examine that like that is weird let's Mm -hmm. call it what it is call it what it is But yeah, Violet Claire on Instagram. Highly recommend the follow. She makes really funny comics and is very talented. And we love and support her journey. (laughs) So this is where I actually got, I think, my biggest laugh of the episode. As they're like, no more podcast. And then the radio's like, now for a new single from 21 Pilots. It's like, okay, maybe back to the podcast. Do you Have you ever listened to 21 Pilots? Not consciously. I think at this point in time, when this episode came out, it was probably talking about that song "Stressed Out," uh, which is like that means "Wish I Could Turn me. Back Time." Mm-hmm. Do you know that song? And how? You have to compromise your voice through singing, but go? it's like well, I mean, it's not really singing. It's twenty-one pilots. <laughs> it's like wish we could turn back time. To the good old days when our mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Hmm. And then they rap about like they're thinking about a certain smell, takes them back <sighs> to when they're younger. Huh. You've never yes. you've never heard the song before. It means nothing to me. <laughs> I okay. Do you want me to look it up and listen I, to it and then tell you? I, I You don't have to do it right now. I'm doing but it. I just want to know. I just want to know how you avoided this song. <laughs> Let's find out. Let's find out. All right, Let's hold find on. out. It's happening. It's starting. <laughs> oh, oh God. No. We love a live whatever this is. Oh, my. It's very loud. Sorry. <laughs> I can't hear it. I do not know this song. That was a pretty good rendition that you did. <laughs> All right. This chorus sounds familiar. All right. So we kind of know this <laughs> Well, you know the song. I, I also would just song. like to apologize to the world that I called that song rapping because I know it's not. <laughs> They're just kind of whining. Yeah. But I was just trying to describe it to Lindsay. You did a good job. I don't how that song was everywhere. Yeah, I'm old. Like I feel like that song. That song was the song that was on like every four songs on the radio. Mm-hmm. Like you would change the station on the radio and it would be like, and now stressed out by Twenty One Pilots. <laughs> And now a podcast by Diane Nguyen. I can't believe it. <laughs> and I would like the other horse girls to to provide feedback. <laughs> this is going to be another one of those things. Of like, Lindsay doesn't know anything. 
but like the thing is is you've definitely heard this song probably hundreds of times <laughs> just completely tuned it out like hundreds of times also have we ever did we ever talk about the voice of pickles the dog i think so but didn't we do it when she was introduced a couple episodes ago i don't remember i don't think we did who is it again Hong Shao? Oh, maybe we didn't. I don't think we talked about her, which is really rude of us. Yeah, let's do it now. But yeah, so she... Well, I guess we probably we didn't want to like bring her up too soon and then be like, oh yeah, she's definitely like a big deal. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> that has so never mattered to us defini- before. <laughs> definitely a cut line. We normally talk about every single side character. <laughs> I don't know what the thought process was, but we definitely missed her. She does follow the CSI to BoJack pipeline. Also an episode of NCIS. It looks she was in one episode of the show Shit My Dad Says. Did you ever watch that show? Definitely not. It was really bad, but I thought it was going to be funny, and then it was bad. She's in a show called Trem or Tream. Okay. That was for two years. Never heard of it. She's in a show called A to Z. I definitely looked um, this woman up because I remember seeing that she was in the TV series Watchmen. Yeah, I would say Watchmen, probably a huge credit, but she looks like she was she was also in Big Little Lies. Who's Jackie in Big Little Lies? I read the book and watched the show. Because, yeah, she's in the pretty much the whole first season. So I think she's just one of the other moms at the school in Big Little Lies. Definitely not a main character, but she was in most of the episodes. Also, I haven't seen that. <laughs> eh, read the book. It's better. Yeah. But, yeah, and then, of course, BoJack. And then a series called Homecoming, which I've also never heard of. Yeah, good. She's an uncredited actress in Artemis Fowl. <laughs> And then she's got a couple things in post-production. Anyway, sorry, we never spoke about her, and that was very rude. It was. And, okay, this is what, like, this is actually, like, like, Asian-American actress. Mm -hmm. And they could have just so easily made some shuffling happen. And, sorry, not to, like, go back to last week, but. Yeah. It's annoying. It is. (sighs) Like, it's a cartoon. No one would, like, people would not notice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Makes me mad. Anyway, so Pickles is very hungry, but they don't want to eat because they don't want to go on a date, but they see a sign for KFC. So, of course, they pull over to go to KFC, which turns out to be Kiki's French cuisine. Super romantic. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like full of people on dates. It is a date. I'm actually surprised they were able to get in without a reservation based on how it looked. Yeah, it looked very fancy and like you must have a reservation to get in. Well, I guess Mr. Peanut Butter's famous. I feel like most places keep a table aside in case a famous person comes in. That's a good point. I also want to flag before they stop in there, they're still listening to the podcast and like the person that Diane's interviewing is like, wait, so he like made you a room you've always dreamed of and you got mad? Seems like an overreaction. Diane's like, all right, enough of this. And I mean, listen, we've already talked about the the bell room of it all. Yes. But I guess, again, they they were five big fights away from a divorce. And yeah. it was the fifth big fight. It was, yeah. I like, so the whole restaurant looks super romantic. And then we've got Pickles and Mr. Peanut Butter just, they are shoveling down basically a trough <laughs> of spaghetti. <laughs> the trough. <laughs> he wants the trough. <laughs> yeah, I love how they're just like covered in spaghetti sauce. Like, not t- being as like fancy as the other couples who are there. Well, I mean, they are just two dogs eating spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. They, they, it's so freeing for them to not be on a date. So they start admitting things to each other that they could never say on a date. Mr. Mm-hmm. Peanut Butter doesn't watch The Wire and yeah. he never plans to. 
Yeah, he's like, and I don't have or want children, but I judge every parent that I see. And me too, Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> yep, same. <laughs> Pickles gets the New York Times and only reads the style section and throws the rest away. Girl, <laughs> financial literacy, please. There's, there's better ways. <laughs> Why aren't you just getting Vogue? Yeah, <laughs> going on the internet. Oh, man. And then Mr. Peanut Butter drops that he still has feelings for Diane, which that puts a damper on things. Very tough. Yeah, not good. And then right as, like, things get real salty, they both pick up the same noodle. And it's like, oh, man, really yeah. a Lady in the Tramp moment, which I appreciate the show for giving us the potential of a Lady in the Tramp. Yes. <laughs> Super not going for it. They're both just like, yeah, I'm just going to bite the noodle here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they do get to the desert and Pickles won't even sit on the blanket with Mr. Peanut Butter. She is so upset. Yeah, she's really sad. This right after being told, like, he's going to hurt your feelings. And she's like, yes, this is all coming true, clearly. Mr. Peanut Butter's trying to make it up to her, but she's like, yeah, she's just really sad. Which is, like, understandable because it's not like he was like, I think about my ex-wife sometimes. He was like, I have feelings for her actively. And they just finished sharing a podcast about how it was her decision, not his, to break up. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, what if I'm like the space station and you replace me with someone new after you get bored of me? And Mr. Peanut Butter is like, yeah, I'm not usually the one who gets bored. Which I can see why that might hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, sorry, Mr. Peanut Butter, shit happens. But he says that he likes her a little bit more every time he sees her and he wants her to know everything about him, even the hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When the space station is burning, they are kissing. So they they figure their shit out. That's their story. (laughs) So that's Pickles and Mr. Peanut Butter. Let's talk about Bojack and Gina. How about that? Sure. So the episode basically starts with Bojack talking about the list of the full list of acceptable melons with number two, Carnegie, (laughs) which I thought was very funny. That was pretty good. Yes. (laughs) What's the number one? Mm. Cantaloupe? Water? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not cantaloupe. I don't know. I don't know any more kinds of melon than that. <laughs> water? What? You don't know about watermelon? A watermelon? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, water's not a melon. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yes, good. Water's not a melon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what an odd thing to say. <sighs> so funny. But Gina's not listening to him because she always has her headphones in. And Bojack pulls a dick move of pulling out her headphone. Never do that to someone. Yeah, so so bad. Um, I'd be so mad if anyone ever did this to me. Like, I don't care who you are. Like, you could be my future husband and we've been married for 15 years. We've never had a fight before. <laughs> Just doesn't sound real, but you know. Don't touch the headphones. You pull out my headphone. Oh, we'll, we'll be having a fight. <laughs> The uh, idea of never getting into a fight with someone is so crazy. Um, so laughable. But, but, I mean, it's just not grounded in reality. <laughs> but Gina's been listening to musical theater, a show called A Kernel of Truth, which is all about corn. Which is uh, a very, very and, funny premise. <laughs> and Bojack is bullying the hell out of her. <laughs> it's mean. It's so mean, yeah, and it's, like, very delightful that she's a big musical theater nerd, but, like, very surprising also. It just goes to show, even 
badasses like myself and Gina can love musical theater. <laughs> I bet Gina watches The Sound of Music at Christmas. Uh, <laughs> 100% she does. But Gina tells Bojack how much this show means to her and how her mom took her when she was six. And he just bullies her more for it. Yeah, he's such a dink. I also had flagged in this that I noticed the like burned ottoman on the set. I know that it's like exactly Bojack's apartment, but I loved that touch. It's modeled after David Boreanaz's apartment, actually. <laughs> True. I guess he must have a burned ottoman. But I didn't even notice that, though. That's really – that's good. I, I like every – I feel like they just were like, yeah, there's, here's the background drawings we have of both sets. <laughs> we, we use. <laughs> but I guess has Bojack gotten rid of his burned ottoman now? I don't know. I don't remember seeing it recently. Because he did get a new, because he did get a new couch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Maybe it's based on his like old apartment. <laughs> yeah, it's based on when they had the David Boreanaz doors. <laughs> but Bojack tries to actually do a good deed and get Gina a spot where she could sing on Filbert because Gina has always wanted to do like musical theater but she always just gets that she isn't good enough and so she's never really tried and so Bojack is like hey we've got a scene where you could sing in a nightclub and it would be like a big moment and like they just want you to sing for them during the break Mm-hmm. And she's like really mad that he decided to do this. And he's like, you're meddling. And like, she basically says like, good things happen to you and you shouldn't have done this to me because it's not your place. Yeah. She's like, I'm not the star. So these things will never happen for me. And so you just don't bother. And he says, hey, but mm-hmm. if maybe you are the star, like if you never try, you'll never know. Yeah. And you'll spend the rest of your life wondering if you could have made it. So she sings a mm-hmm. song from uh, Colonel of Truth. And I'll admit it was very weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you think she was good? I thought I thought she was like not terrible in terms of her actual singing voice, but I thought it was like really well done because it's like she comes across as someone who's like okay at singing, but is not like a professional by any means, and she should never have been put in this position. And she comes off as just like so vulnerable, and it's so cringy because she's like not good enough to be doing this, and it's just like I thought it was really well done from that perspective. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is I think, like, she probably could have had the scene singing in the nightclub mm-hmm. if she had chosen an appropriate song to sing for Princess Carolyn and Flip McVicker. Like, what are mm-hmm. you doing, girl? Like, she was sabotaging her own self. Yeah, and, like, she hadn't practiced properly and wasn't, like, ready to go, and she didn't pick a song that's, like, like a within a smaller range. Like, she could have picked something that's a little more understated and not, like, from musical theater, and I feel like she, like, has enough pipes to be able to pull that off like she doesn't need to be like an incredible like, broadway star because here's here's the thing if they had a scene of her singing in a nightclub it would have been something a little jazzy a little you know exactly. sexy mm-hmm. sing something like that which i think she definitely was good enough to sing something like that yeah exactly that doesn't require these like giant big finish notes at the end like girl like she self-sabotaged big time here and i don't think yeah. we talk enough about it But she is very upset about it and just kind of runs out of the room. And Princess Carolyn's like, leave us out of your weird power games. Like, Mm -hmm. what the hell? And Butch is like, no, like, I I thought that she would be good. I thought I was doing a good thing. Like, for this time only, I'd like to be judged on my intentions, please. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, this one time, just judge me on my intentions. And, like, Princess Carolyn calls it mean, which, like, comes off, I think, as very, like, oh, like, just that word choice of it being mean is, like, oh, that was kind of mean. Like, you didn't mean for it to be mean, but she's so upset. 
Yeah, but again, the thing is, is it wouldn't have been so mean had she just chose a different song. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But basically, after this, Bojack does apologize to Gina. And is it him or her that she says, let's stick to the original rules and not get involved Mm -hmm. with each other's business? Yeah. And she says, like, you were right. Now I know, like, that I can't make it like this. She says, I'm going to bed. If you want to have sex with me, you can. Otherwise, I'll see you in the morning. And she yeah. falls asleep. If you, that line of, like, if you want to have sex with me, you can is also pretty brutal. I think Gina has a tough life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very rough. It's not easy. Not easy being mm-hmm. Gina. Definitely not. So now that, like, most of the bummer is out of it, <laughs> we could talk about Yolanda. Yolanda. Yolanda and Todd. They are at dinner with Yolanda's family, which, weirdly enough, her father is an erotic writer, her mother is an adult film star, and her twin sister is a sex advice columnist. Yes. They are a very (laughs) sexual family. Yes. And Yolanda's like, yes, Todd is very accomplished at sexual intercourse. I don't like it. So Natalie Morales, who voices Yolanda, also voices her twin sister, Mindy. So that we've already covered. Yes. But we could talk about Yolanda's parents. So her father is voiced by John um, Leguizamo. Mm. He mm. was in Moulin Rouge. He was in the Romeo and Juliet. Moulin Rouge. Who was he? Yeah. In oh. He was. Huh. He was Toulouse. Okay, good. He has a lot of stuff in post production. He is Bruno in Encanto, which I've not watched yet, but I've heard is very good. But I also yes, heard I've we also don't heard talk that. about Bruno. So now I'm a little <laughs> confused. Okay. He's in a show called Fairfax. He's the voice of Sid in Ice Age. Hell yeah. He was in the miniseries When They See Us, which was very good. Very difficult to watch, but also very, very good. Yeah. So he's been in quite a lot of stuff. I don't know him, though. Not for many of those things? Like, I've I've watched some of those things, but, like, I don't know him. Right. Like, his yeah, voice sounded, like, vaguely familiar. His face looks kind of familiar. But, like, I don't actually know him. Yeah. But I've seen many of those things, you know? Mm-hmm. But in terms of people that you do know. <laughs> I do super know Yolanda's mom, Eva yes. Longoria. Yes. Now, famously, Obviously. you hate Terry Hatcher. But how do you feel about Eva Longoria? <laughs> Eva Longoria is one of the absolute best people in Desperate Housewives. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. She's. I think that she is such a funny actress. She also had her own TV series called Telenovela that did not last very long. I think this. Yeah, it was only eleven episodes, but it was so effing funny. <laughs> that show was hilarious. I think Eva Longoria is so funny. <laughs> she also had a lengthy stint on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Not lengthy, maybe like five episodes, but memorable stint. Yeah. Yeah, not lengthy. Four episodes total. Yeah. Um, and they spanned two five years. was not enough. <laughs> it's, it's okay. She's been around forever. She was on The Young and the Restless from 1976 until 2003. Good Lord. How old is she? <laughs> Older than you might think. I guess so. She's actually not that old. She was born in 1975. Huh. So how could she have been... Is that just the years in which the wait, show? Wait, she started was as running? a baby. So she, wait, she started as a baby. I think she's been on. She was on Young and the Restless from a baby. Really? 
That seems I'm wrong. just scrolling back to make sure because it feels wrong. <laughs> no, she was in one episode in 1976 <laughs> and then came back in 2001. Wow. <laughs> Pretty long hiatus. She was in, I guess, just as a baby. And then that character wasn't around for 25 years and she came back. <laughs> That's the way to do it, honestly. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have babies in a show, have them in for one episode and then don't bring them back till they'd be fully grown. I completely <laughs> co-signed that decision. That's fair. I was going to say that stretch of years didn't didn't add up. It was more like 2001 to 2003, but mm-hmm. with one episode in 1976. <laughs> it's good um, to be able to have that, that long stretch of time on your CV. Looks, hey, there are no gaps in her resume. <laughs> True. From birth. <laughs> Not a single gap. She was also in Dragnet. She's in the music video for A Public Affair by Jessica Simpson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the music video for I Like How It Feels by Enrique Iglesias featuring Pitbull on the Waves. <laughs> She's been in quite a uh, quite a lot of stuff, but I of course know her from Desperate Housewives, where she plays Gabby Solis, who is one of my absolute favorite characters. So mm-hmm. <laughs> way better than Terry Hatcher. She does Good. a way better job screaming in the street than Terry Hatcher does. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's a very specific set of skills. Well, on Desperate Housewives, they needed to do it. Good, good. But yes, so family is all about sex. They talk about it in a weird way. They really want them to stay the night and fornicate there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very weird. And like, you simply must have sex in our house. I can't think of a single reason why you wouldn't want to. Listen, as a not asexual person, I would be very weirded out by all of this stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, th- like, this isn't, this is weird for everyone. Mm-hmm. Then we get a scene of them in Yolanda's bedroom and Todd's like, I'm not so sure about these pajamas your dad gave me. And it's like gimp suit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's uncomfortable for sure. Also, like you have to assume this is not like a brand new one. But it doesn't look like it would fit the dad. True, true. It just like very much disturbed me that this may be used. It well, it's probably from one of Yolanda's mom's videos. Hmm, true. Anyways, it made me that this the this the moment of Todd holding up the, the bondage suit, I was like, uh yeah, Excuse very, me? very troubling. We also get Todd gets like l- lured into the room with Yolanda's mom where she's showing her naked body to mm-hmm. trap him into exposing that he's not sexual. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's very bad also. Very strange. And Todd did not have the appropriate response of a sexual person to seeing her body. So she knows. So Yolanda and Todd have to scheme to get her parents to think that he is a sexual being. Because mm-hmm. Yolanda's sister Mindy is also trying to hit on Todd to get back at Yolanda for ostensibly sleeping with Mindy's boyfriend back in high school. Which she did not sleep with him. She just tried to. But why did she try to? Yeah, she said like she was trying to like figure out her sexuality and then she like tried to seduce this guy and then was like, yeah, I'm not into this. So she didn't. Yeah, but why seduce your sister's boyfriend? You could seduce anyone. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> like, it's just the math is not mathing. Mm-hmm. Yolanda's mom is very enticed by the idea of an intimate moment that has nothing to do with sex. And so Todd tells her to go put on all of the clothes that she has. It helps keep some from doing sex. Yeah. And I also, there's also a recurring bit where 
Todd tried to say hubba hubba earlier in the episode, but he said hubba hubba. And when Yolanda's trying to be, Yolanda's mom is trying to be asexual, she goes hubba hubba as she leaves the room. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. This is all like, I sort of liked how they structured this where it's like the first thing of having like a million doors and like every time someone comes out of one, someone goes into one, like it's a whole thing. So I liked that setup of it, but it's like, this is all so ridiculous. And thankfully, that's what we can get on a show about cartoon animals <laughs> is that these kinds of things can happen. Uh, we yeah, also get hijinks. Yolanda and Mindy, they dress practically identical with like sweaters with like a button up underneath. Mm-hmm. But they like Yol- Yolanda calls Mindy like, oh, can't you see I'm dressed like a, like a whore, basically? Mm-hmm. And Mindy's like, well, can't you see I'm dressed like a boring whatever? Like, I don't even remember the specific yeah. ones. But they literally look the exact same. They're dressed mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. So when they swap, yeah, when they swap clothes, they're just like, no, you're still the same. They just have like different lipstick. <laughs> it's very bizarre, but also very funny because it really just goes to show it's your attitude, babes. It's not about what you're wearing. It's not right. about how you look. It's your attitude. <laughs> and that's powerful. It's so powerful. They also keep doing this thing where they keep talking about like, when the cock crows midnight, we'll do whatever. They're like, who is this? Like, who are we talking about? They go, I'm the cock. It's midnight. Yeah. It's midnight. What more do you need to know? (laughs) We also get that Yolanda's dad wants to give Yolanda and Todd a giant barrel of personal lubricant. It's the last of like their grandmother's recipe of lubricant. It's antique. And so antique lubricant of this quality would be worth at least $100,000. And Mm -hmm. Yolanda doesn't want to have sex, but she does love money, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, she's like very entranced by this idea of $100,000. So she's like, okay, we got to get our hands on that. (laughs) I'm trying to think how like realistic it is that that quantity of lube would (laughs) cost that. Okay, how many milliliters are in How? Wait, how many... Fluid ounces in a barrel. Because I want to see them. I want to see the math. <laughs> One inch is 0.55. How many ounces? Okay, a beer barrel. Well, I'm going to just comp- say that it's a beer barrel because okay. that has an easy conversion. So one beer barrel is 3,968 fluid ounces. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go on Amazon.com and see the cost <laughs> per ounce of personal lubricant. <laughs> I started typing personal lubricant and the autofill goes personal lubrication for sex. <laughs> what else is it for? Okay, uh. we're going to go based on this one looks semi-normal so it's an astroglide liquid water-based personal lubricant five ounces are 873 okay okay for five ounces you're gonna take give me one second i gotta do some quick math where's my calculator (laughs) i don't want to get it wrong so we're gonna take 3968 fluid ounces 3968 fluid ounces we're gonna divide that by five. So you would get 793 of those of those Astro Glides. <laughs> 873. So I guess if it was regular current day lubricant, it would only be worth about $7,000. But maybe wow. antique lubricant is worth more than 10 times more than 
new lubricant. Yeah. <laughs> Around one hundred and twenty-five dollars a bottle. Like, oh, okay, uh, that's a lot, but you know what? Yeah, that's fun. It's very pure. Um, <laughs> but what does that mean about other lubricant? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Anyways, so Yolanda's dad brings the barrel upstairs and can hear Yolanda fighting with Mindy in the bedroom. And she's like, and he's like, oh, they're already having sex. They don't need the lubricant. But then <laughs> hears someone say, ouch, that hurts. He goes, maybe they do need the lubricant. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, that delivery was very good. <laughs> well, I laughed really hard at that part. <laughs> maybe they do need it. Maybe they do need <laughs> listen i i'm pretty sure i've talked on this podcast before about how i participated in like a sexual health education event when i was a resident advisor in university and they brought someone from like the calgary sexual health center to like make sure we all actually knew our stuff before we started answering questions so that we weren't like i don't know spreading misinformation and the woman said you know what they say Wetter sex is better sex. And obviously, the Yolanda's family agrees. Yeah. <laughs> Their family motto. <laughs> practice safe sex, everybody. Please. I said practice safe sex, everybody. And then Vitas on the bed just goes, Meow. <laughs> He agrees. He's like, I've been neutered. I can't have any sex at all. <laughs> it's this form of protest. It's all falling off the rails. But the sister's fighting creates a hole in the lube barrel, which Yolanda's dad says is the perfect size for Todd's erect penis to fit, <laughs> which is just such an absurd thing to say because A, he's never seen Todd's penis, erect or flaccid, and <laughs> you have no idea what the size of someone's penis is going to be. <laughs> like, he's, and he's not even at the hole. How does he know the hole in the barrel is exactly... Erect penis size. <laughs> and he's like, well, of course you're hard. You were just having sex. Um, wouldn't you get a... You could easily get a splinter if you stuck your penis in a, a barrel. Yeah, that seems like a very bad idea. This seems like it was not like a, a well-made hole in this barrel. Like, it seems very jagged. I also really laughed when one of them is like, our grandma is sexily spinning in her grave. I mean, that's all their family does is do things sexily. <laughs> Uh, but the house is f full of lubricant. It is flooded with <laughs> lubricant. Everyone is slip sliding around. That is, it is far more than the recommended amount of lubricant, which I think <laughs> is why they sell it in quantities of, oh, I don't know, five ounces instead of <laughs> 3,973 ounces. Yeah, in this case, wetter is not better. <laughs> this was too wet. <laughs> Mostly also because... It wasn't for sex, and the whole family was there. And I do mm -hmm. not think that that should be happening. Okay? Yeah, no. Todd's like, let me just use my big toe instead. Does not work. Todd <laughs> slip slides around the house and then out the front door. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Which is when Yolanda chooses to come out to her family as asexual. Mm-hmm. They have one thorough but respectful dialogue. Yeah, one thorough but respectful dialogue later. I feel like our podcast is a thorough but respectful dialogue. <laughs> Exclusively. I'm going to make that our new Twitter bio. I love it. A thorough and respectful dialogue about Bojack Horseman. <laughs> I think it's good. 
I think it's yeah. I think it's, it's great. great. So when they're driving back, uh, surprisingly not slipping all around the car, it looks like they've had the opportunity to wash the lubricant off their bodies. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it looked like there was a little bit behind Todd, like but like the, not at all behind Yolanda. Yeah, I was like, okay. the Well, I mean, Yolanda stayed home, so it makes sense that she would have been able to shower. True. Also, do axolotls like absorb moisture? <laughs> <laughs> like they are sea creatures uh yeah maybe <laughs> you don't know and i'm not i'm not googling i've made enough embarrassing google searches for today <laughs> so when they're in the car todd looks at yolanda and asks why she told her family that he went to college because he didn't go to college and she says that she wanted him to seem impressive which like I think Todd seems impressive enough without having to add in college. Exactly. He's a fancy executive at timeisitrightnow.com. He was briefly the, like, a senator. Like, <laughs> the governor. He, he has a lot going for himself. Yeah. Governor. God damn it. <laughs> uh, me, a policy wonk, messing that up. Embarrassing. <laughs> I blame I did the say gubernatorial a lot of times in the last season. So... Todd breaks up with Yolanda because all they have in common is being asexual. They don't actually fit. They're not compatible. Mm-hmm. And Yolanda, I think, is is very afraid of this. I think she's like, yeah, but what if there is no one else who's like, gives me everything I want and is okay with not having sex with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like we had a hint of this before when Todd was talking about the app and Yolanda was like, oh, that's like too niche to have an app for asexual people. And he was like, yeah, but what if it's just like people are only together because that's the only thing they have in common? And she was like, "Eh, that's fine. Yeah, so we definitely had some foreshadowing on this one, but they make an agreement that if they're both single at 100, they will try again. (laughs) Yes, very wise. Do you have any of these, uh, any of these going? Do I have any of these going if I'm still single at whatever age I'll be with someone? Yeah. No. I yeah, don't. me either. Very, very much a TV thing. <laughs> I feel like it's something that you joke about. <laughs> like, I feel like it's something where I'd be like, ah, oh, yes, like, of course. If Chappelle and I are both single at 95, obviously we'll just get together. But it's like, <laughs> Chappelle and I will never get together. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I will officiate. Uh, that's funny because that's also never a joke I've. It's also not a joke I've made with Chappelle either. So I feel like that's going to make him really uncomfortable. <laughs> it's not true. It's a, it's a joke. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't think people actually make those agreements. Yeah. No, so uh, if any of the horse girls do, please tweet at us at BoJack Horse Pod and let us know if you have those agreements with anybody. <laughs> and if you don't, maybe you could find someone to have an agreement with in the comments on our Twitter. Twitter.com nice. slash Bojack Horse Pod. Excellent. <laughs> it could work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the episode. Did we get any feedback, Lindsay? I think we got a little bit. Hold on, wait for it. We got one from Yes, we got one from Morgan that says, I know a lot of people don't like this episode, but I love a farce and the reversal of the trying to have sex in your parents' house thing, which is a super weird trope. <laughs> that is a weird trope. Hey. I'm with you. That is a weird trope. Why does like I feel like in shows it often happens where people are like, oh yeah, let's like hook up in your parents' bed. Like that I was just watching the end of season one of Never Have I Ever and that happens where someone's like, let's go make out in your parents' bed. And it's like, but why? You're at his house. You could go make out in his bed. Like why why? 
Yeah, why? Why are we doing this? But we also got two very nice hello emails from new people. So we got one from Jenna. She said, quick question. I'm obsessed with the horse pod and never want it to end. Seeing as we're already on season five, made my heart drop a little bit because only two more to go. I was just wondering if you guys are going to extend it after this and how you're going to address all the little nuggets in previous seasons that come to light in later seasons. It's one of my absolute favorite things about the show. You could do another rewatch with spoilers, question mark. I'd I'd watch it, honestly. Never end it. (laughs) A second full spoiler coverage is interesting. I wrote back and I was like, I do like this idea more than I thought I would. Right now, Kirsten is saying we should do Tuca and Birdie next. So we'll see. Imagine if we just kept watching Bojack Horseman <laughs> over and over and Forever. over again. <laughs> but at least then, honestly, we could get Chappelle back on the show. That's a good point. Horse girls, sound off in the comments <laughs> on how you feel about us simply rewatching Bojack Forever. With spoilers this time. <laughs> the thing is, Lindsay and I are going to continue podcasting. Like mm-hmm. we'll do something. i like we'll continue the podcast. It, yes. it might change, but we've two seasons of Bojack to get through before we have to worry about that. So exactly. don't do not worry. Your pretty little heads. We will continue <laughs> podcasting. Your pretty little manes. <laughs> uh, and then the other one is from Kara, who says, I just found your podcast today by searching Bojack Horseman. Currently listening to episode three, Prickly Muffin. And I think it's so crazy that neither of you have been to a pottery barn. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and she said, well, Lindsay has now. <laughs> I wrote back and I was like, I literally, like in the last episode, we talked about this. But I said, anyway, you said to send a message. If down the line, people just happen across your podcast, I'm holding up my end of the deal. Love the show so far. You're both very relatable. I can't wait to continue. So that was lovely. Oh, it was just such funny timing. <laughs> so it was from Jenna and Kara. What did you say? Kara, Jenna and Kara. Thank you, Jenna and Kara, for letting us know that you have become horse girls and that (laughs) you didn't just find us because you knew us already. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, we love it. And so funny that she was like, you've never been to a pottery barn. Like, I have now. It's important that everyone know this. (laughs) But yet, she said we're so relatable. So which is it? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's going to be really funny in, like, weeks and weeks when she gets to this. (laughs) Oh, I thought I liked your podcast. And you started interrogating me. <laughs> now I hate it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, wait. I love that so much. I, I feel like we should definitely be encouraging. Like the horse girls who have not yet introduced yourselves to us, or even if you have, send us an email, bojackhorsepod at gmail.com, and be like, let us know where you're at with the with the podcast, how you found it. Like, I, this is cute. I like it. Yeah, I love it so much. And like, to your point, I love the idea that some people weren't just like friends with us beforehand. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think we've reached a level of downloads where it would be impossible for everybody (laughs) to have already known us. Chappelle can only download so many times. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, that our increase in the last week does make sense with Chappelle being at home, just downloading (laughs) over and over again. Started from the beginning. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's probably listening to them all again because he's bored Mm -hmm. at home. (laughs) Wow. Okay, that was great. For tweets. Tweets, baby tweets. Jules <laughs> binged the last season and a half of Bojack Horseman without us. So mm. it hurts, Jules. But yeah. 
They should have. They said that they should have known better than to go ahead without Kirsten and Lindsay's thoughts, insights, and tangents on BoJack Horsepod. I mean, it's all good, but their words really help digest the show's harsh <laughs> truths. Lesson learned. Lesson learned, indeed. That yeah, I'm really sorry that you went on without us. Sarah tweeted simply hashtag release the Natalie email cut. <laughs> there was no email cut, Sarah. We just didn't read it at all on the podcast. We read it separately and cried a little bit. <laughs> And Caroline simply tweeted, you can be A, sexual, or B, asexual. And you can be A, romantic, or B, aromantic. <laughs> right. Yes. Because I think we messed it up and when we tried when to I, recap it. And, yeah, we definitely did because I'm stupid. Sorry about it. <laughs> and then yesterday when I posted that at some point soon we would be talking about this episode, King of Pain said, wow, I'm on time. And that was all their feedback. <laughs> but then they didn't send anything. <laughs> and I respect that energy so much. Uh, it cannot be minimized how much I respect that energy. Incredible. Incredible. So that that's it. That's all, Lindsay? That's it. That's all. Okay. Well, again, please email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. You can just say hi. That was so cute when people were saying hi and telling us about how they found the podcast. You can also tweet at us at bojackhorsepod. Same thing is totally fine to do there. You can DM us there as well if you feel more comfortable. Or you can submit to our, our Google form, which is not really the most active right now because we've been recording week to week. But at some point, we'll probably need to take a break again. So we'll get ahead of schedule. So uh, tinyurl.com slash bojackhorsepod. If you want to hear more from Lindsay, you can hear on the simpsons then and now still go back and check out the renap it takes two have you done any other podcasts lately that i don't know about have you been podcasting behind my back what other (laughs) stupid things have you been doing (laughs) oh god i've done nothing else and i love you very much (laughs) (laughs) i just i love this i can now just hold this over you forever And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, all at Kirsten Said What. You can also catch me at the time that this comes out tomorrow. I will be recording on the first two episodes of Too Hot to Handle season three. Ooh, and it looks like the first uh, one is going to be with. Robert Sesternino and Chappelle himself. So oh my god, what a dream. That should be fun. Three hot three handle couples <laughs> edition. Should be great. And as well, I will be on the Euphoria recap over on Post Show Recaps covering season two, episode two with oh. uh, Mon and Grace. Incredible. That's right. Back back in these podcast streets. But most importantly, please follow me, twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what. But that is it for this episode of BoJack Horsepod. We will be back next week to discuss season five, episode four, BoJack the Feminist. Ooh. So uh, we'll see you then. <laughs> Bye. Bye.